Fans of the Island Podcast, the Australian Survivor Recap straight from Reality TV Warriors. My name is Benjamin Powell, and joining me for this season of Australian Survivor is a woman who's totally not in a six-person alliance against me trying to ramp me up and get me the quit podcast, Michelle Pierce Donovan. <laughs> I'll see how many I can wrangle. Oh, you crafty devil, you. So this is our coverage of episode two of Australian Survivor, but we're because the episodes are so close together, we record both episode one and two at the same time. So we'll be continuing on from our recap of episode one. So hopefully you just join us from that. If not, feel free to go back and listen to our take on the first episode before getting right back into the second. Lovely. Yeah. So where we left off, uh, Des was just voted out. And right after that, we get right to this, um, the after tribal council scene, Aganella. And it's pretty generic stuff. We get yada, yada, yada. We just voted someone off. Yada, yada, yada. Survivor has started. And we get also get this hilarious bit of commentary it's like uh i think it's lee saying uh about des uh he didn't really integrate with uh everyone really mm. yes Correct. sucks to be you des <laughs> uh but then the most something in the water there because christy goes through a paranoid episode where she accuses everyone of misplacing her bag and top and then becomes convinced that there's a strong rigid six-person alliance all out to get her she went a little bit crazy that's just crazy yeah I imagine it was something that was already either A, it's being exaggerated for somehow for this episode, or B, it was already happening in episode one, but because of the dead stuff and the cat stuff, it was like sort of put to the sidelines. It was just a bit um, left of centre, like saying that people had stolen your bag when it, it, she came back at night time. How can you accuse people of stealing bags when, first of all, you can't see very well? And accuse them to their face. Um, okay, you're the next out. Like, why? Possibly that. Possibly. Very strange. So before we get back right into Aganoa, we uh, flick to Sanapu, where Flick starts with a confessional about how great the tribe is and how everyone gets along and yada yada yada, all that saccharine sort of stuff. And just by the fact that it's at, right at the start of the episode, we sort of know it's not gonna it's not gonna last. I mean, for for one thing, we've got Bianca incessantly scheming, noticing how Chummy, Brooke, and Flick are with each other and how they are with Matt and Sam and tries to plant the seeds in Kylie's head and theorizes it's like getting Connor on board, but not actually aware that he's actually in that alliance with them. So, wop wop. Mm. And uh, because because this is actually a reasonably sized episode and not the 90-minute monster that was the last one, we actually only get a few more scenes like, and because it's spread out over three tribes, it's easy to manage. So, like, the next scene we have is uh, Kylie showing off her athleticism like, by chopping stuff with a mache. And, uh, but all that's doing besides chopping stuff is uh, actually driving Flick and Brooke crazy, and they want her gone next. So Flick and Brooke just want everyone to lie down all day and do nothing. Well, to be... Kylie, Kylie's not telling people what to do. She's not. She's just doing her own thing, trying to keep herself busy. It's annoying them. Uh, and- to take the young people's side, <laughs> yes. uh, it can be annoying to live around that 24-7. Well, if she's doing stuff all the time, but I, uh, is she that annoying? Possibly. Like, you know, it's a social game. Like, you have to live with these people. And oh, you have th- to talk things, to them, yes. And things like that can get very annoying very quickly. Mm. Like, we're sort of getting hints this episode that Kylie is not as, you know wonderful and inspirational as as like first scene so it's all like it sort of starts to become really noticeable i really want flick and brook broken up though i actually straight away i actually really i really like them i think they're i think they're pretty good like i could see myself like them if they last a while yeah but i just i think i'm finding them too cocky 
At this point, the only person I want on this tribe gone is Sam, and that's because he's boring. That's that's the only reason. I like everyone else to I like everyone else to various extents. I'm sorry to tell you, Sam's going to be last in a while. I think, unless you know, we never know. There's going to be a tribe swap soon. You know, sometime. Now you're just humoring me. <laughs> anyway, uh, for our final Sanapu scene, we get uh, Peter actually takes Bianca aside and lets her know that he's thinking he shouldn't be there. Because he's like 64 years old, so what are you doing there in, in the first place? Why go on it mm. if you don't think you can do it? Yeah, so very much reaches into the I applied to the show, I wanted to be there, you took my spot sort of thing, isn't it? Very much so. Yeah. Like, I would be more upset if I actually applied, but I didn't apply for this. Yes. Like, 15,000 people applied. I mean, you don't a- want someone there on their first few days saying, I don't want to be here. To be fair, he is sick. Yes. But I'd I'd think, you know, you feel sick when you haven't had food. You start feeling nauseous when you haven't had food. And... Or sleep or, exactly. clean, or clean water. But, I mean, you have to take that into account when you apply for something like Survivor. Like, a lot, there's a lot of people that think Survivor is for them and then they actually get there and then it's not for them. So I don't, regard, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have a thing against quitters, but, like, I mean, maybe I would if, if Connor quit because he very realistically could have stolen my spot if I applied. But, you know. I have a thing against quitters. You know I do. I hate quitters. Why do it? So Bianca basically tries to speak him down from quitting, letting him know it's your emotions that are running wild. But, you know, he ends up, he does keep on this thing about having to leave the game. So that's where we leave them. Meanwhile, back in uh, Aganoa, we have Christy still going through her paranoid episode where she's on the prowl. She ends up finding her stuff, but she is absolutely convinced without a shadow of a doubt that everyone is in a six-person alliance plotting against her and trying to get her either ramped up or to quit the game. I actually looked at the screen with my mouth open, not even understanding that she was even contemplating what she was saying. I don't have many words for that, actually. Like Exactly. It's sort of like Abby Maria and uh, Aubrey did a fusion dance. I can't take Abby Maria and talk about her. Uh, I was there for all of it. <laughs> I was there for all of it. <laughs> but with that, this is where the Aubrey bit comes in. We do get Elle comforting Christy and her insecurity and Elle talking about how she is a very insecure person. And then it eventually comes up through Christy that uh, she's been watching the show since she was eight years old and she actually told her dad she, she would win the show one day. So that was pretty nice. Yeah, very nice. But delusional if you're not actually going to play it properly and start accusing people of stealing your stuff and be paranoid that people are in a six-person alliance against one person. To be fair, that did happen with Des. Well, yes, I was just thinking that as I said it, but nothing's happened in that tribe. Like, they had, they mentioned in the episode that, like, um, she looked at Des, saw that Des didn't fit in, got, see, got voted out, and then she's looking at herself, thinks she doesn't fit in, thinks she's got voted out, thinks everyone's against her. That's a, it's a reasonable thought process. And it's like it's, It is in that respect, but you're not helping yourself if you start going around accusing people of, Stealing you back. I know. I know. I mentioned I've played online reality games, and you've played online reality games too. But like, I I know that even though I'm on this podcast, even though I'm talking about Australian Survivor, I'm I am aware enough to know that I am not really in the position to be critiquing people's gameplay because a I'm not out there, and b I'm not out there. So yes, I don't want to be in the position where I have to critique. Oh, say someone made a bad move, or made someone should be doing this, or someone's stupid for doing this. So it's sort of like. I just sort of I look at things from a character perspective, and like if if I enjoy what someone's giving me, I will 
ask for more. Please, sir, I want some more. <laughs> She's entertaining, definitely. And uh, in other Aganoa scenes, we get uh, we get an extended sequence made uh, there to make fun of Evan. Basically, uh, he decide he says he's not divulging that he's a drama teacher and pretending he's an art teacher instead, and goes through this entire thing about him pretend pretending to be a bogan or whatever. And uh, after immediately after that, we get Lee talking about how annoyed he is by Evan constantly talking strategy and. Uh, through something or another, he thinks he's in alliance with uh, himself, Lee, Ro- Rowan, L, and Phoebe. And basically, moving on from that, we have uh, a scene with Phoebe where he's like, Evan is really condescending down to Phoebe because, like, Phoebe makes some he makes some lame joke about him having nail polish on it, but it's very it is very mansplaining. Mm. Yeah. Um, let, me, Phoebe... let, me, let me let me explain what mansplaining is. Wait, I just okay. did, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yes. that, that was so, that was sort of oh, honey, they're not making you look good at all. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, she intrigues me. Yes, she's very interesting. I I liked how they undercut undercut that entire scene with her talking about how she's smarter than she looks and she does not trust Evan one bit. Mm. I'd like to see more of her. Yes, I'm. I have a feeling we will. Compa- just looking at a preview for next week, I'm pretty sure we'll see more of her. On the sleepy tribe where nothing's really going on, on Vavau, uh, we finally get Barry's first confessional after noticing him in, in the intro. He uh, talks about how he's cold and hungry and understands why it's called Survivor. Ding! Yeah. I actually heard through, I believe, Reddit, I think it was, that I think someone who was a friend of Kate mentioned on Facebook, it's, this, is very, this is very like friend of a friend of a friend says here, but like apparently Kate and Barry both... Uh, swore a lot in the early days and that's why they were basically invisible in the first episode ah. it's very much a uh to draw it back to amazing race because we because we don't know our place here it's very much a nathan and jennifer thing where they spend an entire episode an entire episode or entire episodes with the content swearing and then they have to be pulled aside by the producers and going look tv we need, tv we <laughs> learn to say fudge yes and uh to follow that up, we do finally get the tribe finally attempting to start to start fire again. Their first attempt is almost successful, but goes out. Based, and then they just give up for a while because that's how the vow do. I know. They just walked away. I'm like, well, what would you like to do now? Would you like to drink some water? <laughs> that's what makes the tribe fun, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we do. We do get a, you know, we do get a, a few fun scenes of like, uh, Craig talking about how he's gonna, how he wants Barry to go pick up a, a latte or something, and he pick up a croissant as well. Mm. And then we also, and then while they're putting, they're putting the fire together, we get Craig saying, "Blow on it, blow on it." <laughs> and it's like, you know where my mind went. Yes. And to finish that, we get actually get uh, Kate with her first confessional of the season, who is demoralized because of the lack of fire, but because she is a very positive person, she has vowed. To bring a lot, a lot of positivity to the tribe, so she has set her mind on getting fire by making Nick do it. <laughs> and but yes. they act, they do actually eventually all work together to get fire, and you know they start fire and lift their morale. Nick was the catalyst in all that. Also, he'd like you, ha- he'd like to have you think. Well, yes. So the edit went. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway, finally get to the immune challenge where it's a. It's a challenge. It's a. I don't think they've had it in the, in the American version because it's very. They have. They've had this one where they had to hold somebody across things. 
And they always use the small, the really smallest girls. Maybe. Like, it was actually a decent challenge, but there was, like, a few things I was very unclear on, and it was, like, it wasn't, yes. explained, it wasn't explained very well, I'm guessing, because it wasn't, there were rules that weren't broken, so it didn't need to be explained. Well, like, I don't know. I mean, some girls were held up the entire time. They didn't put their feet on the ground when they were going around the logs, whereas Lee put his feet down on the ground and threw himself over the log, and even Anthony... Um, said, oh, he's thrown himself over. I think Connor was doing that as well. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The challenge itself is uh, two members of the tribe are lambs whom the other members must carry along a roped course to the very end where the lambs will smash down a, a box of bean bags, after which they'll knock blocks off the table to win immunity. And the winners get fishing gear and the second places get a hook and fishing line and losers go to trouble council. Not a bad thing to win. My only concern was that it was very unclear on certain aspects of the rules because like sometimes it looked like they could move themselves and others it looked like they had to be carried around consistently like they're paraplegic or something mm, very and, unclear and uh aganoa actually makes a curious initially curious decision of making lee a lamb which means i have to carry him throughout the entire course but it does end up paying off with a win there so very strange decision there. yeah yeah, initially at least. Like all I can say is uh, for Agano at least. Thank God Des left early last episode because like imagine if he'd forced himself to be a lamb. Oh dear God, <clears throat> that would have been funny. Ah, uh, I miss Des sort of now. <laughs> <laughs> imagine him as a lamb. Oh. Des and Lee carrying <laughs> both of them. <laughs> So Vavau and Sanapu end up leading early with Aganor trailing for most of the challenge. But once they do get to the end after a very, it was a fun challenge. It wasn't exactly ha-ha funny. It was just very, very fun to watch. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it turns out the reason they made Lee a lamb is so he could dominate the throwing portion of the challenge, which he does end up doing. But did the lamb have to be the person throwing? I believe it did, yes. Well, there we go. That's why Lee was chosen. I didn't know that. You didn't think of that? I didn't think of that. Yeah, I saw, I saw the challenge. I saw the structure for the challenge, and I saw Lee was throwing. It took me like, took me a bit. Wait, why are they doing that? Oh, come from behind. Yes. And uh, and one thing I liked as well was like, um, positivity. Kate, the woman who was like talk, the woman who got her tribe to make fire. I I loved how like they actually had a thing of her dominating the ch- the throwing portion of the challenge almost as much as Lee does because like that was showing her smacking out of the park. How good were her throws? Yeah. Seriously good. Definitely. I, 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 I was astounded. I mean, I, I mean I'm not thinking that. I mean, obviously, obviously, obviously editing comes into play because, mm. like, they if they want to show, show someone good, they'll show them making a, making a lot of shots and nailing it. But if they want to show, show someone bad, they'll show them missing a lot of shots and eventually getting it. Mm. But, you know, Kate won the challenge for the team, so good on them. And at that point, after after the Val went immunity, if I was Connor, I would at that point I would be having a panic attack, having to go in a throwing challenge against a pro cricketer. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yes. You just you just lay down on the floor now. I imagine the panic would, would exasperate things. So yeah. So eventually, the the Aganoas thing pays off, and they come from behind and come in second and win immunity. Sending Sanapu to Tribal Council, and it's, it's with that we get uh, we get two confessionals before we head back to the tribe. Where one is Pete closing out by musing that his it's, his time is up in the game, and then we also get Connor. He ends up doing the same thing, musing because musing well, not merely musing, but like um, 
sort of exasperating, like, oh, no, I lost the challenge. I might be gone, even though I'm in a five-person alliance. Mm. Yeah. I think... But I suppose I th- when you're at the beginning, nothing is really concrete. Unless you're... Yeah, it's... Challenge performance is a way to make you secure, but, like, it's not the be-all, end-all. Yeah. Like, you could be Jatia, but s- still somehow survive three tribal councils. Exactly. Uh, the fun- alliances matter. Fun times. And I think... I- my theory is, I think at this point, they're, I think at this point in the show, they're putting more of an emphasis on challenge strength and useful, usefulness rather than alliances, just to like not alienate too many of the viewers. Mm. Anyway, before Trouble Council, we get Peter speaking to the tribe and basically telling them in thinly veiled coded message speak that they should vote with their heart and vote for, vote based on liability and basically just saying vote me out, vote me out, vote me out. Without saying, vote me out. Whereas in the American Survivor, we've actually had people say, please vote me out, I want to go. Yeah, we have. We have if he actually. really wanted to go, he could have just said, vote me out. Yeah. But, uh, Unless Australian Survivor has told them they can't say that. Yeah. They're, this is pretty much his thing for this entire episode, like him being the quitter or him attempting to quit. But uh, Sam eventually does reveal that Peter, or Figs, as has been called for some reason, he's actually been sick and not eating for the past few days. So it's at that point I can, I can understand someone wanting to quit. So mm. quit or be voted out. Especially at that point in the game where it's like stuff is relatively early on and there's not really much, uh, not, really much not, not really many people targeting each other. At least that's until Bianca, mm. where she decides to try and shake things up by saving Peter and getting a flick voted out instead. But unfortunately for her she goes to connor uh who's in an alliance with flick and brooke who now want bianca gone interesting yeah yeah in uh in other news uh in my sort of detailed sort of thing on why kylie might not be as great as she's being betrayed she like she's you get that scene where there's six of them and she's basically trying to strong arm all of them into voting pete out using all this passive aggressive language about like um you know, oh, I've, we need to we need to show that we're unified, that sort of thing. Mm. It's very passive aggressive, and like if it was someone else, I wouldn't be a fan of it. But Kylie is like a wife, so yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, t- yeah, I can see her reasoning because Pete doesn't have his heart or his soul or his mind or his liver or his spleen or his appendix in the game anymore, and like Bianca does want to stay there. Yes. Yeah. From what from what I've gathered, uh, Bianca like the reason it was between Pete and Bianca wasn't because of the. Uh, wasn't necessarily just because of the trying to get flick gone thing, but it was because Bianca wasn't really connecting with the, connecting with the tribe at all that well. Yeah, yeah. And I, but you know what, Kylie, if she was close to Peter, she said she was close to Peter, and knowing that he wanted to go out, but if she didn't have an alliance of quite a few people, why would you want one of your close closest to go out and lose your numbers that's what i couldn't understand she's not obviously thinking let's get past this part of you know the game with peter and then he can go later but uh, just i didn't understand her thought processes if i had to guess i think her i think her thought process was i can curse for a while on my physical ability and don't have to worry about alliances for a bit so so i can so i could afford to lose Peter at this point because he mm. is sick and he wants to go yeah and yeah, she pretty much tries to strong arm the group into into making Pete go well and keeping Bianca there. And then we get to Trouble Council, which is I I'm hoping at least a turning point in the series so far because we start off with the general Tribal Council stuff where like you know Kylie mentions that some people are more inclined to 
ancillary projects. Didn't you love? Um, who looked at her then when she said that? Was it Flick? I think looked at her in the weirdest way, like she yeah. tried to say. Yeah, that's. I think that that has to be the quote of the, of the week for for the series so far. And some people are more inclined to ancillary projects. This has to be one of the best. <laughs> well, either that or anything anything Des said. Yeah. Yeah, I I like that. I like in that that not Jeff seemed to get visibly annoyed that with Kylie's dip- diplomacy because it's Tribal Council is supposed to be this place where everyone eat, airs their grievances and stuff and it's supposed to be like, just say who's not working. I'd be like Kylie. Kylie would be me with my <laughs> diplomatic answers. I mean, I understand from a game level. I understand from a uh, Kylie level, I guess. But, like, still it's, like, it's funny to see people visually frustrated that sort of. Mm. Are you going to call not Jeff, not Jeff the entire time? Probably I can't I can't really be bothered to learn his name. <laughs> it's just it's just Anthony. You can't even call him Tony. <laughs> uh, I actually think it's Jonathan Pataglia, not Anthony Pataglia. Oh, let what what you got the wrong can brother. You say, can you say the surname again? Pataglia. No, Lapalia. Lapalia. I I I think I was uh, Pataglia is like the surname. Oh no, it's uh, Jonathan, not Anthony. Yeah, it is Jonathan LaPaglia. Call him Jono. <laughs> I'll call him not Jeff, thank you very much. Oh, God. i got weeks of not Jeff. <laughs> well, I don't know. Who knows? At one point, I, could, I might be bothered to... Oh, you might give him another moniker. Good news for Monica. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> he meant not Jeff... Uh, at this trouble council, not Jeff, like, um, he seems to grill Brooke and Connor about losing the challenge. And they are very, they share the blame for the loss, but they seem, for him, they're very too visibly ha- calm and happy to be, to be like, yes, I think I might go at this tribal council, snort. Mm. Mm. I mean, to, pair, to, to be fair, that might have been possibly kind of maybe the case if they weren't in an alliance already, but, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And before we get to the vote, the one line that sort of kills me from the trouble council from not jeff is uh him saying that the twist in this game is that you must vote someone out and um and all i can think is no i think that's actually the format of the game not the twist well when he actually started that sentence and said the twist in the game and i'm thinking what what's coming what's coming and then he said that i'm like what yeah that that's the game (laughs) yeah anyway it's time to vote and only one vote is shown although because Pete and Bianca both have the same sort of structure in their first letters. We do get people, we see a whole bunch of people starting to write votes and then, you know, and then not seeing the end of it. So, but we do see Kylie voting for Pistol Pete and we do end up seeing, and when the votes are read, we do see two votes for Pistol Pete and one vote for Kylie. But then, da da da, that's a dramatic scene. That's made a dramatic scene. Anyway, uh, we actually do get five votes for Bianca showing up, blindsiding her, Kylie, and I imagine the audience in a 5 2 1 vote. And you know what was fun in that respect that when they were writing the um, names down, I thought, why are they showing so many starting Pete? Because it looked like a P. And they were doing that to throw everyone off, thinking it was going to be him, but they just did the other circle and made a B. It's very, it's a very clever editing trick. It's very good. I, I imagine it must make, like, editors in Survivor, it must make them very happy when the two targets of an episode both have similar starting letters. Mm. Mm. Maybe or maybe even the same starting letter. Because I have never seen that many. It looked it I mean it really looked like a P in a lot of them. And I thought, why are they doing that? They're, they're not giving us any suspense. But yeah, there was a reason. So that did actually blindside you? Yes. 
I was blindsided because I thought Bianca would last a while on the show, but I thought I thought Pete might go because it was obvious and last episode was an obvious boot, but then they actually did blindside me with this, with this vote. Yeah, so, I didn't think Bianca would go. All in all, Bianca, I really liked her. I liked how like intense she was. I liked how she didn't blink. She didn't blink enough. I didn't notice. Yeah, she was very intense with the way she stared at people. If, the, if we this was a video podcast, I could show you with my eyes because I'm very good at I'm very good at replicating it. But <laughs> I like how she, she doesn't she doesn't blink enough. I love I like that you know, television character. I do hope that this vote will really set the tone for the series because they pretty much the the alliance of five they pretty much concocted a hit on Bianca and went against the septuagenarian's wishes to get rid of a threat and that's like pretty mercenary thing to do this early in the game and I really hope we we'll see more of it. Yeah, it was uh. It was uh, not expected, and it was it was uh, it was good for the episode to finish off like that with something that people didn't think was going to happen. Oh, definitely. And uh, next week on Survivor, it looks like the uh, moral dilemma twist that we saw at the start of Kagayan and Worlds Apart, where two tribe members need to choose between supplies for their tribe or a hidden immunity idol, or I'm not sure if actually a hidden immunity idol or the cluder hidden hidden immunity idol. Did the Kagayan one, did they have to tell, they had to tell people that they chose the clue and, and not the food, didn't they? Um, no. Well, they actually. didn't have to, but someone did. Yeah. Well, Morgan tried to play it off if she didn't have the clue, and yes. so did Garrett, but, you know, it was pretty obvious they did. Mm. And uh, Trish told the tribe she got the extra supplies. And then Morgan and, and then Morgan's lie was exposed when she ended up swapping tribes. What would you do? Would you just go for the idol? Uh, no. I think in Survivor, I think if I was playing Survivor, this is yeah, from a th- purely theoretical point of view, I'd rely on my social game rather than an idol. I'd go for the idol. I don't think it's worth people targeting, targeting you and losing their trust that early in the game. I mean, it's good if you, it's good, it'd be good if like, it was this point in the game where you have, do might have a solid a solid alliance behind you. Mm. But if you're on the outs and you take the idol, you're just even more on the outs. Oh, but if no one knew that you went for the idol and no one knew you had the idol... You I mean, put a secret. You have to come up with a very, a very like good lie though. Yeah. Yeah, like hopefully better than the ne- the neutral clue from uh, Worlds Apart that got so voted out and what and Joaquin almost voted out. Yeah. We I think we saw the pairings there as well, didn't we? Like we saw who we saw the six people that managed that two people from each tribe that got to the dilemma. Uh, I don't recall. It was really fast and. I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I saw Peter and Kylie were both there for the uh, for Sanapu. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And and for, I've actually seen ads for the next episode. So uh, Phoebe was there for the for Ag- Aganau. That's how mm-hmm. you pronounce it, right? Aganau. Aganoa. 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 Aga. Aga. I have no idea. Aga. Do. 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 <laughs> Yes, I, I know that. Too I, young. I know. I know the song. Push fine. I push the Yes, correct. And I can't remember who was there for the uh, yellow tribe though. I remember it wasn't Andrew though because he was calling bullshit on something. Are they given the option as a pair to do that? Possibly. See, if if that was the option as a pair, I would do the supplies because you cannot rely on someone else to keep a secret in survival. Unless you're sharing the secret. No, yeah, no, not necessarily. People oh, yeah. want to hold things over you. Yeah, true, true that. Dangerous. So that is two episodes of Survivor Down the Drain so far. A million more to go. Yes. So before we finish up this episode, I figured we'd talk a little bit about our favorite characters from the first two episodes. Go for it. 
who who are your who are your standout favorites from the episodes? I like Connor. I just I just like his personality. Yeah, Connor's all right. He's not too bad so far. I like the way he's playing. Um, I like Kylie because she's um, a bit forthright, wants to get things done, um, doesn't want to sit around and be lazy, and that's sort of me a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I like Kylie, but uh, she's not someone I'm really at this point. I'm, she's not someone I'm really taking at face value. Yeah. Yeah, if that, if that makes sense. Well, we don't really know anyone really truly yet. I think we need a couple more episodes. I agree. Um, I like Sue just because she's a bit of a um, – well, Des is gone and, and she just seems to have a bit of character. She needs more time. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm a big, I'm a big Sue fan, but, like, she was, a little, she was a little absent from the second episode, but yeah. – um, And Evan, just because uh... it's a bit bizarre. I'm not a big fan of Evan. He's like, well, I can see he's he would be polarizing. It's not. It's, I, not, it's not even that. Like, there's char- certain characters I can understand, understand to be polarizing, but that's because that's the ones who have big, big outlandish personalities that rub people the wrong way. But like, yeah. all Evan's really doing is like grandstand about his strategy, and it's like it's not really anything I can really get worked up with in a negative direction until he made that comment to Phoebe that was like basically like mansplaining 101. Mm. I, mean, I, I think because he's got all these ideas. I want to see if he can actually put them into practice. I highly doubt he will because all signs point to Phoebe getting rid of him. Quite possibly. Yes. And who do you like? Uh, everyone we've discussed so far except Evan. Mm-hmm. I also like Kat, if only because she's one of my preseason favorites. And apart from apart from Kat, I really I really liked Christy because she seems like she seems nice, but I loved her paranoid display. It was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I feel for her, but I can also laugh at her at the same time. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favorite tribe so far? Um, I think I like the Brady Bunch tribe. The Val? Yeah. Yeah, they're definitely my favourites. Did we say that? No, I said Sanapu was a Brady Bunch, didn't I? Uh, no, we definitely said, I think we definitely said, uh, the Val. Val has a lot of personality. Yes. Yes. That's, that's the, the Val of the tribe that hasn't gone to the tribal council yet. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, they haven't got much content, but I'm very much pulling for them because they seem like a tribe of a lot of potential. Like the only person I'm iffy on in that tribe is Andrew, but that's just because of a gut feeling that I think is going to be a bit terrible with the business trip sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so more on the uh, less on the like side of things, more on the mind side of things. Uh, who do you who do you have down as like a winner contender for the season? <sighs> I had quite a few because uh, basically we've, we're only going off two episodes here. Yeah. Mind you, when we work out who we think might win Amazing Race, we do it before they even start. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so I'm just going, I've got a lot of males. I'm thinking Sam or Connor, um, Nick, Lee. I'm, you see, I'm looking at males. The only female I can really, I mean, maybe Kylie. Uh, I think Cattle will rub people the wrong way. I don't think she'll get there. After that first episode, I do not think Kat's winning. But it'd be funny if she did, but I don't think. Mm. Um, I don't know much about Tegan. I don't uh, but I don't think she she wouldn't be a contender. But Tegan hasn't even had a confessional in two episodes. so Yeah, I don't know enough about her, so I can't really say much. Uh, my, win- my winner contenders, I've got Sam down as my highest because everything just pointing there, especially the mateship thing. I think, I think that's pretty much a dead giveaway at this point. Uh, Lee, because he's talked about the same thing. Uh, Connor, because he's gotten a very good showing so far. And Kylie, if only if I had to choose a woman, 
I think yes. I I think I unfortunately think a guy will win this season, but if it's not a guy, it'll, it'll probably be Kylie. I, you know what? I'm thinking ninety percent will be a guy. Yeah. I just I just think that's where it's going to go. It's it's not because I want a guy to win. It's just because of the way it's, the season's been sort of hyped. Like um, when Jonathan Lapaglia, that's his real name, right? Yeah. I can stop calling him not Jeff now. Or Lapaglia. I don't think you'd pronounce the G. Uh, back to not Jeff. It is. <laughs> What, back when Not Jeff was promoting the season, he talked about mate. He was talking all the. Oh, this this series will be about mateship, and it's that sort of like that was really just code for this season. A guy will be winning. It's like mateship isn't really. I'm not. I'm not of the female of the female species, but do women talk about mateship? Uh, women no. So my yeah. What like I said, my three four contenders for the season are Sam because everything seems to be pointing there. Uh, yeah. Lee because it, that's a backup choice. Connor, because I like the way his story is going, and Kylie, because if I had to choose a girl. Yeah, and I just added Nick in there because he's just my wild card. Yeah, I don't see someone for, from Val winning, but if it, it could if it happens, it probably is Nick. Mm. I mean, Sue happen, Sue winning would be hilarious, but... That's not, not going to happen. Not realistic. <laughs> yes. So I think we pretty much covered everything that happened on, on uh, Australian Survivor this week. I think so. Uh, all right, so thanks so much for joining us this week on the Queens of the Island podcast, which will be hopefully be the first podcast in a series covering Australian Survivor. If you like this podcast, or even if you didn't, or even if you have any questions you'd like us to cover next time we podcast, feel free to contact us on Facebook, Reality TV Warriors, or follow our Twitter page, RTV Warriors, or even follow either of us via our own Twitter accounts, Bear333333 and Inquan White. <laughs> Until next week, see you then. Bye. Hi. <laughs> Sorry. That was funny. They all think I'm an idiot, but I can see it from a mile away. <laughs> Bear three, 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 three. How many, how many threes are in that, Michelle? Six? <laughs> There's supposed to be six. <laughs> yes. Bear three, 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 three. That's seven. Bear three, 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 three. You couldn't, you couldn't have chosen a more simpler name, Michelle? I'm sorry. I did this when I was younger. You know, you can, cha- you can change it, you know. I know, but everyone knows it now. It'll redirect.